Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Luke. And tonight is study number 16 of Luke chapter 18. And we're going to be reading verses 6 through 8. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth." In our last Bible study, we saw why it is that, that the Lord would ask this question, because the characteristic, the, the main characteristics that the Bible puts forth of the end of the world are uh, of spiritual darkness within the church and in the world. And when there's darkness, there's no light, and there would be no faithfulness. And there is no faith today in any church in the world, because Christ is faith and he's not found there. We could also say there's no faith in the world since May 21, 2011, in the sense that Christ, the Spirit of God, has departed from the world insofar as salvation's concerned. But there's another way of looking at this, because the Bible also teaches that God's elect are left on the earth. They they continue to live through the period of Judgment Day to the end. And, and so here the question is, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? From one perspective, no. But from another perspective, um, let, let's see what the Bible has to say. If we turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, it says in the first couple of verses here, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. And the mysteries of God, according to Matthew 13, are the parabolic truths that are hidden in the word of God. They're hidden throughout the Bible because the whole Bible is one enormous parable in the sense that God has hidden truth everywhere throughout. It doesn't have to necessarily be a parable spoken as Christ spoke them. But, for instance, in in a statement that um, some would think is very direct and plain, that God is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. It's parabolic in nature because the truth is hidden. You cannot take the surface meaning of those statements or you'll you'll um, come to a wrong conclusion. But you have to search the whole Bible in order to find the hidden truth, and that's the mystery of the Word of God, the Bible. Truth is hidden. Verily, God is a God that hideth himself and he is truth. And 
And so the stewards of the mysteries of God are God's people that are instructed in the proper way of digging into the Bible to find this hidden treasure, these mysteries, as God teaches them, compare spiritual with spiritual, scripture with scripture, here a little, there a little, and God further instructs them, make sure all conclusions harmonize with the whole of the Bible, then you can have truth, or you can know that you found truth. And and so God's people have been following that methodology for, well, really, um, all, all across the history of the world. God has instructed his people in this. And, and yet in our day, for many years now, the Lord's people, the elect, have been studying the Bible this way. And God has been opening up information. That's why we say, well, this is opened up. Or this has come to our understanding because God gives the methodology and through it the Holy Ghost teaches and and so God is able to hide information in plain sight as that saying goes on the pages of the Bible hidden in parabolic language and mysterious language that can only be understood as the Holy Spirit guides and directs into truth. And then it is revealed, it's confirmed through the the methodology itself, comparing of Scripture and harmonization with the whole Word of God, the Bible. And then God's people know, okay, that we're saved by the faith of Christ and not our own faith. God's teaching of the punishment for sin is annihilation. It's not a place called hell because these things are proven by the Bible. And May 21, 2011 was Judgment Day. The Bible continues to insist it was. It was a spiritual judgment and so forth. We learn and and it's all through the Bible. We learn these things. They are the mysteries of God. They They are the things spiritually discerned, properly discerned through study and, and through the uh, hermeneutic that God himself has given and, and designed. And now God's people become stewards of it. And a steward is a servant. Uh, you have to be a good steward, a faithful steward. And that's what it says in verse 2 of 1 Corinthians 4. Moreover, it is required in stewards. This isn't an option. It's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. That's the requirement. Uh, You know, uh, people give lip service to faithfulness all over the place. The church uh, gives lip service to a great many things, including their faithfulness to the word of God. Really, they're faithful to their confessions or they're faithful to dead reformers or they're faithful to the position of their church, but they're not faithful to the teachings of the word of God, the Bible. And many, even outside the church, give lip service to faithfulness. And and, and yet, when put to the test, as God has done over the course of these 10,000 days, 
of judgment beginning at the house of God. It's all been a period of severe trial and testing. Many have failed. They have fallen short in this area of stewardship of the mysteries of God. Whether it was falling short in the area of the atoning work of Christ being completed at the foundation of the world rather than payment made at the cross or whether it was the teaching of hell or um, whether it were the, the teaching of May 21, 2011 Judgment Day or the end of the church age or now if it's the teaching of no more salvation they, uh, individuals come face to face they're confronted with the biblical teaching that is um, developed and and brought forth through that proper methodology, and they reject it, and and therefore they have been found an unfaithful steward of the mystery of God, at least on that point. But that's at this time, all these things are extremely important points. God obviously thinks so because it's been his program to keep them sealed up until the time of the end and then to bring them forth all in the process of saving the great multitude and now feeding the great multitude. The, these are all extremely important teachings of the word of God and it's required in stewards. And everyone who says they're an elect or a, or a true believer and uh, anyone who makes that kind of uh, statement, I'm a child of God, well, you're saying I'm a steward of the mystery of God. I'm, I'm someone who is responsible for maintaining the integrity and the faithfulness of the teaching of the Word of God, especially the teachings that God has graciously opened up to us in these last days, these, these end-time days, as we have entered into the final phase of earth's history and the time of the end. And God says, all right, you're a steward, you're a spiritual prophet, priest, or king, and as such, you're a steward of my mysteries. A steward must be found faithful. There we have some of the same language as in Luke 18. Um, remember what it said there in Luke 18, verse 8? When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? That is, will, will he find faithful stewards? A steward must be found faithful. To be found, it's the same Greek word, different tense. As, as find. A steward must be found faithful. It's required by God. Well, let's also go to Matthew 24. We'll start reading in verse 44. It says, Therefore be also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, 
shall find so doing. You see again, here we're reading in these verses of Christ's coming. So we, we now have another added element that's found in Luke 18, when the Son of Man cometh. Here, when it's speaking of Christ's coming. It says in Matthew 24, 44, the Son of Man cometh. It's the same words as in Luke 18. So the Son of Man comes, and then the question is asked, Who then is a faithful and wise servant? The faithful steward. Faithful in what area? Of the mysteries of God. Are you faithful when it comes to the teaching of the Bible? Are you faithful? Will those who are found in the churches be counted faithful? No, because the Bible teaches that God ended the church age, commanded all to come out and to depart the congregations of the world and never to return. And, and well, yet there they are. And, and so immediately, immediately, we know, well, those in the churches are not counted faithful. Now, those that came out of the church, God, again, kindly, graciously opened up much information. Will they be counted faithful? Will they be considered a faithful and wise servant? Faithful to the mysteries of God? Have they faithfully maintained the integrity of the biblical calendar of history? Oh, well, no, that's not of the Bible. Oh, it's derived from the genealogies in the book of Genesis primarily. And, and uh, yes, the genealogies are a part of the Bible. That's why it's a biblical calendar. It's not a man-made calendar. It's God's calendar that has been found on the pages of the Bible and and God has opened up in order to establish his times and seasons so we can we can have a framework to see how everything works out concerning the judgment on the church the judgment at the uh, of the world at, uh, and and how it fits into place 7000 years timeline from the flood falling on May 21, 2011, the very last day of the Great Tribulation, and so forth. So it's a biblical calendar. Have have those that came out of the church been faithful in maintaining that biblical calendar? Or have they dismissed it and put it away? Well, nothing happened on May 21, 2011, therefore it's all wrong. Or they just walk away from it. That's not being a faithful steward. God opened it up, and you and I were required, well, let's go see if it's wrong, if it's incorrect. Well, well, we could go through the list again, but we, we know God opened up a great many things, and each one is, is a severe test. It, it's a trial. Are you going to trust the, the church's position? perhaps centuries-long doctrinal position held by quote-unquote faithful theologians, or are you going to trust the Word of God? Because when you follow the biblical methodology of comparing Scripture with Scripture, spiritual with spiritual, 1 Corinthians 2 says the Holy Ghost teaches. 
That, that is, this is what God is teaching. It's what He is saying His Word is declaring. And if another church or, or any man goes contrary to that statement that has just been proven by the Bible itself and the Bible alone, then it's always a matter of who is the authority, is it the Word of God, the Bible, or is it the the confession, the creed, the uh, the position of uh, popes or bishops or priests or pastors or elders, and all of them combined together, and and God's people uphold the Bible, the teaching of the Bible, only the Bible. It alone is the Word of God. It alone is the authority in all it addresses. And that is our area of responsibility as steward to the teaching of the Bible. You know, it says also in Luke chapter 12, which is a parallel passage to Matthew 24 that we just read. It says, beginning in verse 42, And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward? Here here it says steward. The other passage in Matthew, it said servant. But but you see, this is, this is tying it in to 1 Corinthians 4. A faithful steward is responsible for care of the mysteries of God. Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? And, you know, the word household, the Greek word, is not always translated as household. It's only translated here, and and I think also in... Matthew 24 is household. It's otherwise translated as healing. It's the word in Luke chapter 9 in verse 11. And the people, when they knew it, followed him, and he received them, and spake unto them of the kingdom of God, and healed them that had need of healing. This is the Greek word that's translated household. A word that is, um, if you were to pronounce the Greek, it would be therapia. It's where we get our word therapy from. And, and so Christ healed them that had need of healing. And he healed them of their diseases, their afflictions. And every time he healed someone, it was a picture of salvation. In Revelation chapter 22, again, the, the Greek word therapia, which is translated as household, is found in verse 2. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. That will be the nations of the elect. And they they were for the healing. When, when God saved his elect, he healed their sin-sick souls. He healed them of all spiritual disease. They were cleansed. They were made whole. They they were now free of all ill effects from sin. And that's the household that's in view. 
Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall make ruler over his healing or or the ones healed? It's speaking of the people of God, the elect, or to put it another way, the sheep, the, the uh, great multitude. As Jesus said to Peter, after the great catch of fish, the fish is also a picture of all those elect. Feed my sheep. And how are God's sheep fed? Through feeding of the mysteries of the word of God. The, the mysteries of God. That is the, um, the teaching of the church, which, which, uh, stays on one level and, and doesn't go in depth into the deeper things of the Bible. Well, yeah, it's always good to hear the Word of God, of course, not from any church today, but to read the Bible is fine. But what uh, really, uh, what God is looking for is more in-depth teaching where the Holy Ghost teaches through the comparison of Scripture, and this feeds the sheep. And, and therefore, when God's people proclaim the church age is over, and, and that proclamation as a result of careful Bible study, seeing that Jerusalem or Judah typifies the church. It's a, it's a revelation or it's a revealing of the mystery of God, a hidden truth. It feeds the sheep. When God's people learn through the Bible, through that proper methodology, May 21, 2011 is Judgment Day, was Judgment Day, continues to be Judgment Day, and, and all the days thereafter, they Proclaim that which feeds the sheep. This is performing the duty, the task of a faithful and wise steward of the mystery of God. And the Lord will, um, the word ruler isn't in the text, but the Lord shall set over his healing. There is a word ruler, and it's not that word. It's not used here. The word ruler is not in the text. It has no connotation about ruling with authority over them, but basically set over them like the disciples were given the baskets of broken bread, and then the disciples were given to the multitude to feed them. They're only set over the multitude that gathered in companies in order to go about as a minister serving the multitude. Here, have some bread. And, and you, they kept pulling the bread out of the basket and, and it never ran, ran out. They, they just continually reached in and gave and, and did that until all were filled. That's the idea of this faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall set over his healing to give them their portion of meat in due season. Now, the word meat here is only found in this verse. It's uh, 46.20 in Strong's Concordance. And literally, it's a compound word that means portion of wheat or portion of corn, as the word can be translated either wheat or corn. And wheat and corn, which is the related word, 4621, it, it just doesn't have the word portion attached to it. 
as 46.20 does. But that word is found in connection with harvest. It's the word found in Matthew 13. Matthew 13 and verses 29 and 30. But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. The word wheat is, is this word. Let both grow together until the harvest and the time of harvest. The word time is the same Greek word. Strong's 2540 is found back in Luke 1242. Meat in due season. The word season is, is a translation of the same word translated as time. Let, um, in the time or season of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Again, that word wheat is the same word. In Mark 4 and verses 28 and 29, For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn. And, and corn is the same Greek word, 4621, full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. That is, it's the days after the tribulation, immediately after its harvest. And, and the sickle is put in, just as Revelation 14 describes judgment day as a time of reaping. Well, when, when we look at this, we see in this parable that Christ has given and giving us in Luke chapter 12 to give them their portion of meat or give them their portion of wheat, which is done in the harvest. It's um, the laborers are also who are working in the field are also um, they also need nourishment. They also are given their portion, and and so are those elect. They're they're being fed of the harvest to give them their portion of wheat in due season. Due season, um, which is the same as Galatians chapter six, where it makes reference to harvest in verse nine. And let us not be weary. In well-doing, for in due season or due time, we shall reap if we faint not. So that this verse has much association with the time of harvest and the time when God has commanded that his sheep be fed and, and therefore the, the coming of the Lord is really pointing to this time and especially the conclusion of this time period because someone perhaps wasn't involved in feeding sheep or being faithful to the mysteries of God earlier on, but then later God graciously enables them and brings them into the the whole process of sharing his word at this time to feed the sheep. And and so it does especially focus on the last day when Christ comes and then it's all settled, it's all done. Will you be found a faithful steward of the mystery of God or will you not be found? As it goes on to say here 
in verse 43, Blessed is that servant whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing. Of a truth I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. But and if that servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to beat the men servants and maidens, and to eat and drink, and to be drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him, and at an hour when he is not aware, and will cut him in sunder, and will point him his portion with the unbelievers. And and sadly, uh, that's been the case, and continues to be the case, and will be the case as we look forward to October 7th, 2015, in which there's a strong likelihood the Lord will come, and certainly many will be found who had made this kind of statement in their heart since May 21, 2011, that the Lord delayed His coming. And as a result, they they turned to the world, or they turned back to the church, or they just simply turned away from the faithful mysteries that have been revealed to them. And they're found an unfaithful steward. And there we'd have to say that Christ will not find faith in them, but he will find faith on the earth with those elect that have been faithful caretakers and stewards of his mysteries. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over Pal Talk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.